coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township. It's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast! And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. What's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. And today, my special guest is Dan Kraft. Now, me and Dan met ah, roughly right before the new year. And, you know, we're both in this other group with Craig Valentine. And, um, you know, Dan was actually looking for for people to role play with. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Because for me, uh, two of my top human needs are growth and contribution and dan is someone who wants to grow as well so like yeah this would be a lot of fun to you know get on with someone else and and role play and help out and provide any sort of feedback that i can because it's it's one thing that you know about being in this entrepreneurship space it's it's it gets lonely but also it's a lot more fun when you can connect with other people who who want to do the same things that you want to do so to bring us full circle uh you know me and dan have been role playing you know it's the sales conversations, going over how that all looks like on a, on a phone call or, or for anything that he's doing with his business. But to bring that full circle, uh, me and Dan had been talking about coming on here and, and doing a show because from, from role-playing with Dan so much, I've learned uh, a shit ton about you know, the body and, and just how you can fix it you know, if you apply the right techniques and if you actually have the, the 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 mind capacity but also that intuition to know like how to fix certain things with the body so with that being said Dan thanks for you know coming on today and I kind of gave that little brief intro right there but for everyone else who doesn't know about you yet just tell us a little about tell us a little bit about yourself thank you Blake it's it's a pleasure to be on so a little bit about me um, just give you the cliff notes. Um, growing up, I was definitely not a high performer. I didn't think I was really going to amount to anything. I grew up in a dysfunctional family. I had crippling social anxiety. And up to the point where I was even 18 years old, I struggled to hold conversations because I feared the emotional outbursts that my mom would have. And so every time I was in an interaction, I'll be bracing. Mm. And so it took a long process of overcoming that and it got into training when I was 12 years old. And from there, it progressed into a love and passion for it, which eventually turned into fixing the body. And that eventually turned into injuries. And so it's kind of gone full circle. I've been through a lot, as we'll talk about in the story. And I just want to say it's really great being here. And I'm really excited to share my message with you. Absolutely. So that's the, the one thing I appreciate about you, Dan, right, is that full transparency. You, you've gone through things and you you realize like how those were you know impacting you through your development and 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 the thing about you right is you didn't just sit around like well I guess that's that is just what it is no you actually did something about it right and and you actually have this article you know I actually read, read through it how I beat anxiety and overcame 
10 concussions, right? And so went through that whole story and just to get a little bit more background about you. By the way, I'm going to post a link for that so you guys can actually go ahead and check that out. I recommend reading it. You know, this gives you more into Dan's background and, and, and where he's coming from with this. So, so for you, uh, Dan, as far as you know, being in this fitness space and, and, and really helping people you know, transform their lives through, through what your skill and knowledge set is, like what's, what's the whole point behind of you know, why you're doing what you're doing? Well, when I first started, I really just wanted to help people get in shape. And I really just love the fitness aspect and I wanted to share that with other people. As I got deeper into personal training, I was working at Equinox at the time, I noticed that a lot of my clients were age 45 to 65 years old and they couldn't do the typical workouts that I love to do. And so as a result, I had to create strategies to get them to that place because they, they had bad posture, they were lacking mobility, they had joint pains, et cetera. And so I had to invent strategies to get them there. And that became a fun game in itself. Because I started to see the things that would throw off a body. How, why people lose mobility? What would cause their core to get weak? And then how could I do that effectively so I could, do, so I could get them to the fun part as fast as I could? And so that just became a passion and obsession and something that just kept me super engaged. And for me, I had really bad posture at the time as well. I was really rounded over. And being able to fix my own posture and really get a new understanding of the body and all the same was really exciting for me. Yeah, I love that, right? So for so for us as as high performers and, and being entrepreneurs, we 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 oftentimes, you know, neglect our body because it's always like grind, 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 let's go, you know, you know, you know, grind your face off. That's all you do is hustle, hustle, hustle. But when when you're doing that, um, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, right? It, it leads to burnout. And yeah. if you're if you're not doing the right things for your body to always keeping it at a high performing level so you can you can continue to show up for you, what what are things that that we can do, you know, you know, whether you're, you know, high ticket closing or you're, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, closing for your coaching business or you're closing the work with clients to help them and like what you're doing, help them get back to not being injured and being like at their optimal. What are things that we need to be doing to, you know, actually put us in a, in a better place to perform and, and starting with that self care. Can you kind of give us like an idea of what, what we should be focusing on and how we should be, you know, taking care of ourselves? Uh, first of all, I think sleep is really important. If you're not getting adequate sleep, you're not going to be performing as well. Your energy is not going to be as good as that's going to affect your motivation and it's going to affect your performance as well. So sleep is super important. Uh, taking time for yourself, being able to take time and breathe. I do self-care every single day, regardless how busy my day is, how stressed my day is, I always have self-care. And there was a time when I was grinding 12, 14 hours a day and you know, I was trying to get clients, I was at a gym, and I was just going at it, going at it, because that's what you're supposed to do, just, just to grind, hustle. And I was doing okay, but then I started getting super burnt out. Come to, wasn't sleeping well, or come to work being extremely irritable. And after a few days of this, my manager sat me down and said, hey, you can't do this anymore. This is not good for you. And he said, from now on, 
from 3 to 5 p.m. every day, you must take two hours for yourself. <laughs> you're, not allowed, you're not allowed to prospect. You're not allowed to do any work. You're not allowed to sell. The only thing you do is you can work out. You can take a shower. You can read. You can breathe, but you cannot do any work. And at first, I protest. I'm like, but Franklin, how am I supposed to get everything done? If I'm not getting it done in 14 hours, how am I supposed to suddenly get it done in 12 hours? And he's like, nope, this is not a negotiation. This is what you're going to do. And I said, well, I had to give in. And mm. so three days later, after doing this self-care routine, suddenly I felt refreshed. I felt rejuvenated. My energy was back. My happiness was back. And I also became significantly more productive. Taking two hours break for myself actually made me more productive. Because I noticed that as I got through the day, my brain would start to slow down. My thought process would start to slow down. And it was making me less productive. But taking that break gave me an extra burst of energy. I had more clarity because I had detached from everything. And as a result, I became more efficient, more effective, and, uh, and essentially more productive too. Oh, I love that. So Franklin actually had to tell you to take that two-hour break, right? So, so fast forward to like what you're doing now. What, what, what does taking time for yourself look like? You said you make time no matter what's going on to, to give that time to you. What, what are you doing? Uh, you, it can be going – it's usually some sort of workout. Okay. At the very minute, shower steam room because I absolutely love the steam room and I feel so much better afterward. Steam room. I'm going to start trying that one out too. Okay. So we got the steam room and, and are you just in there quiet or you got your music in? Like what, what's your routine in there? Just. I'm not as much of a music person. Okay. I'm not someone who puts their headphones on all day. And the reason for that is I like to be entrenched in reality. And mm. I want to hear and feel my own thoughts. And so I tend to, I'll take a shower what I'll do it is like I'll do a workout, and that could usually it's strength training. I just love doing strength training hypertrophy work. And then after I do that, I'll go to the steam room. I'll be there for like 10, 15 minutes and just breathing in the air, just kind of letting all the stress and tension go. And then after that, I take a shower and I take a normal shower, and at the end, I turn it cold. And then I practice breathing in the cold water keeping myself warm internally and that helps significantly with stress reduction by the time i get out of the shower i'm super energized and ready to tackle in the second part of the day mm, i love that so what's one of the things that that you've noticed right from you know from working with your clients as far as what and i guess it has to deal with like you know what they're doing throughout their day but what have you honed in on from working with them or, or even when you were, you know, rehabilitating yourself that oftentimes became like a, like a precursor for why they were getting hurt or injured, like why like things were out of alignment with them? What have you noticed from that? Basically, I've noticed that two things mess up people's bodies more than anything else. Prolonged sitting and stress. Mm. And so your body adapts to the positions you're in the most. So if you're sitting or sleeping in bad positions, then your body is going to hold those bad positions and it's going to translate into your movements. It's going to translate throughout your day and over time can contribute to pain. So that's one thing. And stress is super, super important. People are so stressed out. You know, I, I'm in LA. Mm -hmm. People are stressed the fuck out. 
I mean, there. this is a hustle type of city. People are working 12, 14 hour days. They're not taking breaks and it's compounding over time. And when you do, and stress really impairs your, your ability to think clearly and to, to, it affects your energy, it affects your sleep. And so these people are losing sleep, their energy's not good, and it's contributing to minimizing the effectiveness of what they're doing. And if they had realized that taking some time to breathe and take care of themselves, even at, at first, it seems like it would actually hurt their goals. It seems like it, it'd be counterproductive because you're wasting time. But that extra effort you put toward that will have massive contributions in the long run. Okay, so when you're when you're talking about like this prolonged sitting and and like uh, stress, focusing this number one on the prolonged sitting, what what can we actually do to make sure like we're you know we're not having these bad habits? Like as a performer, how can we start changing what we're doing so that we're showing up better in our lives and showing up better for you know you know our passions and putting a lot of a lot more energy into you know actually serving people as our best selves. Yeah, absolutely. One thing is you can have a standing desk. Being able to stand up and move around, you'll find that you have more energy. And you actually, for me, I find that when I sit, my energy drops, and that affects my productivity. So when my energy is higher and I'm able to kind of move around, mm-hmm. it allows me to, to get more work done and also enjoy the work a little better. That's one thing. Second, if you do sit down, get up every 15 or so minutes. You know, what you can do is, you can have your, pro- have your task set for 15, 30 minutes, get that done, and then get up and walk around, move around, get yourself loose again, and get yourself back to a normal state. And then once you're there, then then go to your next activity, and then continue doing that cycle. Because when you sit for long periods of time, your energy drops. Mm-hmm. And when you focus for long periods of time, your energy drops. Even people like Elon Musk, they, 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 t- they set their activities for about 30 minutes. And then they, they do something else or they take a break. Okay. So they're taking breaks throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, for me, I love standing up to it. Like I want to be able to bounce around and, and, yeah. and move and, 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 and shake out. I love doing like the, um, I don't know, like Elliot host. He always has his videos. Yeah. <laughs> when he's doing like all the bioenergetics and shaking around yeah. and, and getting loose. So oh, I love, great. I love doing that one. So yeah, I definitely I do that in my morning routine for a good period of time. It was great. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, uh, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite one is when you're, <laughs> so I love, so I love doing that when I get the, I get the whole family doing it. And then like, they are like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, just, just grounding. Don't worry about it. There was one we did in one of Jason's masterminds. It was called the pterodactyl. Oh. <laughs> and so we go like this, we go, Go! Go! Folks, if you do that in person, people might look at you strange, but so what? It's funny. Unless you're in Hollywood. And no one really <laughs> no, no, that's true. Unless you're in Hollywood, they might just think you're filming a video or something. <laughs> no, I just think it's normal because there's so many weirdos out there that it's just... <laughs> In Michigan, they might actually come stop you because no one does anything like that here. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> oh, my so goodness. One thing I'll say about bioenergetics, what it's really good for, as silly as it sounds, it allows you to be free 
and to kind of break up that suppressed energy because sometimes we're so caught in being this like nice professional right. person. Yeah. Doing something as ridiculous as a pterodactyl will allow you to feel more free and, and kind of get that more fun, happy energy going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I bet, I mean, that definitely applies to, you know, when I'm getting on calls, right? It's, yeah. I, I love to, of course, do the I deserve this and the, <laughs> and the growling and the barking. So I'm still doing that one every single day and yeah. screaming, jumping around. And like, I love to be as loose as can be because then, on on the calls or whatever I'm doing, I just show up free and I'm I'm ready to listen and 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 provide feedback without being too attached to like what I'm saying or like what that other person's gonna say. So like that always works for me yeah. too. And to that point, um, they did a study that found that you're you're you you are 31 percent smarter in a positive state of mind. Mm. So when you're more free and more flow, you're able to think more creativity. Creati- creatively and you're able to come up with better replies and you can really compare that to when you watch really elite fighters whether it be a Muhammad Ali whether it be Conor McGregor Anderson Silva you if you notice they're loose they're not stiff and rigid mm-hmm. they're not trying to be the toughest guy they're trying to be loose because when you're loose you're more creative you will flow better and that allows you to handle obstacles more effectively so let's actually talk about that what, what are things that we can do uh, other than, of course, there's the bioenergetics to, to, to be more loose. Because I remember before we were talking about, you know, the NBA and, like, the athletes and, and how some of these guys are, like, super stiff, which is, which is always leading to their injuries. What – we're not, like, professional-level athletes. You know, typically we're typing and – or, you know, on the phone or, you know, stuff like that. What, what can we start to get into our routine – that'll help us, you know, uh, be more loose or have some more energy or uh, injury prevention? From, well, I'll start with the mental and then I'll, I'll go to the physical. Sweet. That's like a two-part question. Okay. For the mental, I love what Robert Greene said is you want to be formless like water. You want, water, it always retains its identity, but it takes the shape of whatever it is. And that's how you want to be in your environment. So you want to be adaptable. Being the hard rock is not ideal and won't help you that much. I think a lot of times when people think about like sales, performance, it's just all about just being tough and just just pushing through. And you need that stuff, but you also need to be able to flow effectively. You know, if you think of it like, be a good example, even LeBron James has a combination of both where he can do a crossover, like he can get around you, but he can also truck through you. So Mm -hmm. you want to be able to have, you look at someone like a Stephen Curry, very, very fluid, very, very fluid. He's like water. But at the same time, he's, he retains his identity no matter what he does. And that allows him to be much more effective when trying to score the basketball. Okay. And so for, for mentally just being more fluid will be, will be helpful. For the body, you really want to get into a flow state. And you want to be able to simulate the response of a flow state. And when you're in a flow state, you tend to be more relaxed, you're calm. I think every time everyone listening can imagine a time when they were just in the zone. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't like they were just brutally tough. They were fluid. Like, I remember a time where I made eight three-pointers in a row. Ooh. It was like a two-on-two, like, PE middle school game. I'm just like, I'm just fucking, I'm just busting <laughs> out. And, 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 
you don't even like you don't even notice what's happening. It's just like it's just you just kind of letting it go, and then it's just like flowing. So you want in order to get in a state of flow, I actually just realize that if I could simulate the physiology of being in a flow state, which is deep breathing, relaxed, then I could actually get into those flow states easier. And so I have a balloon exercise where I do where you do breathing, and it, even if you just lay down your back and just do deep breathing, by getting that diaphragm working. You're going to get yourself into a more relaxed and focused state. And that's going to allow you to be more loose. Nice. I love, so actually go ahead and, and walk us through, like demonstrate that activity. I think that would be really helpful. All right. I need to find a balloon. <laughs> so can I walk out for a second? No problem. So guys, we're here with Dan Kraft. He's actually grabbing his balloon because he's going to demonstrate this breathing exercise. Okay, I'm gonna angle this down a little bit. This is better done lying down, but it can also be done standing up. So I'm gonna take this balloon. I don't know if you can kind of see me. Yeah. So you're gonna take this balloon. You're gonna inhale through your nose, and then I'm gonna blow into the balloon. Then from there, I have to put the tongue on the roof of my mouth, I tighten my core. I have to stop the air from the balloon from going back into my body without pinching it. So I can't use my fingers or my mouth to clamp on the balloon. And then I continue blowing it up. So it looks like this. Right? Like I said, this is better done lying down. And the, what's really powerful about this balloon is a lot of different things. One is that it allows you to get full expansion, which will, you'll feel your diaphragm working, and it's going to calm your state down. If you're in a stressed state, this will calm you down instantly. It's, it's going to instantly change your nervous system. Two, you're getting more oxygen into your body, which is going to allow you to think more clearly and be more relaxed. And three, where's it going with this? Liked out. Okay, so number three is that I am blanking out right now. <laughs> no problem, but yeah. So I like I like that idea of using of using the balloon. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I got it. What it does is it creates an external stimulus they have okay. to blow into because most people when they're just breathing, they're just they're they're kind of just doing it automatically, but when well, we actually have a system that's really, really tuned and can be used in the right situation. When you are forced to blow, you are naturally going to inhale deeper. And so it triggers that natural breathing, that natural motion of breathing, that full breathing that you oftentimes can't access when you're stressed out. So sometimes telling someone to breathe deep doesn't really work. But if you get them to have to blow into a balloon, they're not going to be thinking about their stress and be focused fully on the balloon, and that will allow them to to really breathe in fully and get that and get that breath going. Oh, okay. So, so natural, I, natural breathing using that balloon because it's it's allowing them to stop thinking and it allows them just to do. All their attention has to be on the balloon. Yeah. Mm. So I do this balloon exercise every time before you body work on people, and I can often 
double or triple their breathing capacity just by doing that balloon twice. Hmm. So when you're double. when you're when you're doing that, what what does that then allow you to do when uh when you're doing their body work? Well, because when you're stressed out, you're you tend to be really stiff and okay. rigid. This turns off that stress response. And so after they do that balloon, they're suddenly more relaxed. And that makes their tissues feel softer, which makes them more receptive to doing a, to doing release work. Hmm. When they're stressed out and they're rigid, they're, they're fighting me all the way. But if I can get them to relax and kind of can pre preframe the tissue work in a way, it it makes them their bodies more receptive and it makes my tissue work two three times more effective. Damn, that's awesome. That's wow. it. Also, you can use this balloon. I've done this balloon before going to bed, and I fall asleep instantly. Huh? Because a lot of times people have trouble relaxing when they go to bed. So if you can, if you use a balloon and you and you trigger that relaxed state, which a lot of people are doing now through smoking weed, through smoking marijuana, then you'll fall asleep easier. Oh, holy shit! So, are you just blowing it up one time, or like how, how long are you doing that for? I actually do like two to three times, but okay. it, we really want to look for is that state change. Okay. And once you get that state change where you feel more relaxed, then you're, you're ready. And this is going to make any type of mobility work you do better. So if you're doing stretching or any type of strength work, your body is going to be more relaxed, which will lie to get in the positions easier as well. Okay. Yeah. Guys, if you're wondering, I'm taking notes over here because, you know, Dan, <laughs> Dan is the man. He's got some really good stuff here. So I've learned that mobility is flexibility is, is not about the muscles. It's really about the nervous system. Okay. And if you can get your nervous system relaxed. Your body will be more receptive to that flexibility because people tell me, people tell me all the time. They're like, Oh, I'm just naturally stiff. <laughs> well, there naturally Cause I used to be naturally stiff when I had really, really bad anxiety. And now that I don't have that anxiety, I'm relaxed and my body gets into positions easily. I don't have to work as hard to stretch or maintain that flexibility anymore. Truth is, I don't even have a mobility routine. Really? No. Huh. So for you then, if, if there's no mobility routine, it's just uh, relaxing, doing the breathing, and then you can get right into it. Well, I do my strength training work in deep ranges of motion. Okay. So if I'm squatting, going acid grass, I'll do lateral squats all the way to the bottom. And if you can get strength into that range of motion, your body will keep that mobility. Oh. So I don't know if that makes sense to people listening. But essentially, if you feel like you're struggling to maintain your mobility, there's usually two reasons. One, you're putting yourself in positions throughout the day that don't, that don't cater to it. Then that could be through prolonged sitting. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, it, your body does. Your body also wants to protect itself. If you don't have strength or, or stability or control in a range of motion, then your body is gonna not, is gonna resist that because it doesn't want to get injured. But if you're able to add strength in those deep ranges of motion, the protective mechanisms turn off and your body keeps it. Yeah, I've never heard that before. So thanks, thanks for sharing that. Okay. That's huge wow. for yeah, that's, that's, yeah, never heard of that before. Okay. 
so so how can how can that apply to to us right we're you know we're always on the go and maybe for whatever reason we're not we didn't have the time to get to the gym today or you know they're traveling what are things that we can be doing is it is it just the breathing exercise that that really helps us get into that state or are there like some things exercise we can be doing like while we're working um balloon would be huge yeah i think even just have this balloon will make a huge difference for one. okay two i recommend taking breaks yeah. It sounds counterproductive, but if you actually think of the break as part of your, your work then it, and part of the process, then you'll become more productive. Instead of like, oh, I'm taking a break from work. No, the, the break is the work. It's what you're doing to make your next stage of work more productive. Then it's, it's going to help you a lot more. And then as far as not making it to the gym or not working out. You just can't make excuses at the end of the mm -hmm. day. You got you to make it happen no matter what. And so if that means you're in your hotel room doing some, some integrated mobility work, then so be it. But you got to do something. You got to get yourself moving, get yourself breathing. If you're able to do that, then you'll, you'll stay mobile. Okay. So just to re repeat that. So we got a balloon. I'm definitely going to go. I'm getting yes. a balloon today. Yes. And taking breaks, it's not – the break itself is not a break from the work, but that's actually the work itself and, and making it happen no matter what. Cool. Very good. So, guys, I'm here with Dan Crafts today. Of course, we've been talking about, you know, what, what are things you can do to <sighs> ensure that you're taking time for yourself, you know, being able to have that calm state of mind – and, and actually have, you know, better mobility in your body throughout the day so you're not super stiff or rigid or, like, in a bad mindset. And, like, this is, this is very good stuff for us, especially when, you know, Dan shared that 31%, you know, there's a 31% increase in having a positive state of mind. And yeah. so – 31% smarter. Yeah, 31% smarter, exactly. So in being able to do things like that, right? So – for us to, to continue, you know, being our best selves, being able to, you know, fulfill our life's yearnings and, and, and serving people at a higher level. These are all things that, that we want to be doing. So with that, Dan, is there, is there any other things you want to leave us with before we get out of here? Yeah, I think state control is super important. And if you're not controlling your mindset, then that's going to affect your body as well because your brain is your body. Your brain sends the nerves that connect to all your muscles. Everything you think and feel will get translated to your, into your body. And so that's why stress is so important. And that's why keep being in the right state is so important. And if you're able to maintain that mental state, it's going to loosen your body up and it's going to allow for better performance overall. And so I'd say be diligent when taking care of your body, you want to be consistent and make sure that you have strategies to manage your stress. Because the reality is we always think that life just stresses us out. Mm. But I see people walking around who look just as stressed as Elon Musk does. Yeah, that's do crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, do you think we have more 
we have more um, more priorities or more tasks than Elon Musk does. Nah, I doubt it. Not at all. So it's really <laughs> about how you respond to that stress. That makes the the biggest difference. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. It's just what we're thinking about up there. So I'm I'm right there with you. And yeah. and of course, you know this this is fulfilling life's yearnings. And and I love asking this question, right? So for you, right? You you've gone through you know being anxious and having anxiety and and you know going through that and and finding ways to to get better and having gone through your own injuries and and not really knowing what to do figuring that out and like yes. you know pushing forward to to be in your flow and in your passion to to help other people get you know out of pain for you what what would be your definition of fulfilling your life's yearnings i think it really goes down to fulfilling your potential mm. knowing what being clear on what you want and going after it and doing whatever it takes to get it and that means despite discomfort despite obstacles despite any excuses or negative thoughts that come your way and we are much more capable than we realize and you know like, like i said before there was a time where i couldn't even hold a conversation and that's not an exaggeration people would say hi to me and i would freeze up and you'd be lucky to get a few words out of me that's how frozen in terror i was of conversations and i just got reached a point where i just got fed up and i say you know what i'm just gonna put myself out there and you know what happened i became the campus weirdo because now people knew about me. And they know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but through that, through that, you know, which helped toughen me up even more, once I pushed through that, that begin resistance, because there's always going to be resistance at the beginning. Once you push past that resistance, things will start to open up. And by the time I graduated college, for the most part, I was pretty socially normal. Mm. And so... It really is just about pushing through that initial resistance. It's going to be there. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. But you have to embrace that pain because I've learned that pain really makes you stronger if you let it. And by embracing that pain, it's going to make you more resistant to adversity down the line. Yeah, I love it, brother. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I really appreciate it. And there's there's actually something, if I can find it, that I wanted to read that they goes right along with it. Let me see if I have it here. Because it's really, really good. Oh, yep, there it is. Oh, yeah, just, just to you know, wrap this all up here. There was, there was this quote that I read that was by, you know, Deepak Chopra. And it says, if you obsess over whether you are making the right decision, you are basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make any decision, it works around that decision. There is no right or wrong only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought, feeling, and action that you experience. So that's by Deepak Chopra. 
actually never heard that one before. So yeah, I really, I really like that one because based off of, you know, what you were saying and, and all the different things that you went through, it, it, it all started with a decision. You know what? I don't want to be like this anymore. And I'm going to keep moving forward, right? The first iteration you did it, it probably didn't work out the best way you could have pictured it. You were the campus weirdo. Okay, yes. whatever. You were like, okay, that's what happened when I did it this way. Let's keep on working on this thing. Let's try a different iteration. Let's keep on figuring it out until yeah. like we get it better, right? There's the, there's the thing of people are always moving away from failure because they don't want to experience it. But if you look at it how Dan is, right, it's not that it was a failure. It was feedback. Now he made a different iteration. And he made a different iteration. Keeps on going, keeps going, keeps going. And then like, bam, this is, want, this is how I like it. Anyone gets to the point where you're so focused on a goal and you're going to get there no matter what it takes. And if you're so focused on that goal, then you're not even going to see the failures as failures. You're just going to keep going. And that's what I try to do. I don't try, I don't try to look at – I don't even – when I fail, I don't even look at like, oh, I failed. Mm-hmm. I just keep going. I just make adjustments. I'm learning how to get it right. And going back to the quote, another good quote that I found was that leaders make decisions and are sometimes right. Yeah, think about yeah. that one. Yeah. And so it's really just about making that decision. You know, and when I would, you know, address injuries, you know, in, in clients, we'd, we would try, we'd try things out. That's what we'd have to do. We'd try things out. Did that make you better or worse? Okay. If that made you worse, then the opposite will make you better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then by getting their feedback and being able to adapt on the fly, I eventually learned that if one thing was wrong, then the other thing must be right. Because you can change course when you make a decision. You're just testing the waters out. And so try things out and they see what works. And then now I'm at the point where I'm almost always right when I'm doing body work because I've, I've seen these things so many times and I know how things work that I, I know instantly on a quick read, okay, that's the right, that's the right thing to do. But it does take time. It yeah. takes time to get that, that base knowledge of these scenarios in order to be good at making those right decisions. But at first you're not going to be good. So you just have to, have to try things out. And then once you get enough feedback and you realize the mistakes you made and what thinking works and what thinking doesn't, then you're going to be naturally making good decisions more often. Yeah, you're, you're applying the, 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 the law of compound knowledge, right? You, you've been doing this for years and you've got plenty of repetitions to, that are I've all up here. 400 people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. A lot. Over, well over 10,000 hours. Yeah. And so like if for anyone listening in, right, it's of course we're we're striving to to do our best, but you also have to actually apply it to stuff. You can't just keep on reading, reading, reading and not, you know, implementing and and wherever you are at on your journey, it's like, okay, you know, how can I apply this today to what I'm doing? Dan says he's got over ten thousand hours working on people's bodies. It's it's a lot different if you said, Yeah, I've only worked on one and I read, you know, one book then it's going to take him longer to figure out things. So, so for him, it really sounds like the, the key to moving forward and growing is repetition, practice, mixed with the, the mindset, and also being able to compound that knowledge day after day. Yeah, and, and learn from your mistakes. And learn from your mistakes. You have to learn from your mistakes so you don't do the same thing over and over again. That's it. That. 
Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Making the same mistakes over and over again. They're hitting the wall at the same time, same place, over and over again. And eventually they'll break through, but you, you want to have both. You want to be able to understand and learn and adapt and also be able to power through. If you can combine both, like, like you can be like an Adrian Peterson in life, mm. then you're be good. And my, I mean Adrian Peterson, the football player. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> barring all, all the stuff that happened off the field. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I think that I think that's great. I think that's a really good point to to stop it. I've enjoyed having you on, and and I really appreciate you for stopping through on fulfilling last earnings and 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 sharing with us, you know, what you know. So before we get out of here, where where can we follow you? Where can we learn more and, and see what's going on in your world? Yeah, so my Instagram is Dan Craft. That's Craft with a C underscore Reprime Fitness. Mm. Also, I have. A website that is still in the works, but there is a landing page on there, a reprimefitness.com. And essentially, the philosophy is that we are primal beings in a modern world, and we are not adapting very well, so we need to be reprimed on how, on to, how to adapt to this modern-day environment. So that's why I go over stress, movement, um, injuries, posture, pretty much everything we need to know in order to thrive in this modern world. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> it's like on some other level shit. It's like third door, third door. Okay. And when we're when we're going to your Instagram, what what can we find there? You know, what what who should be coming to your page to to see what's going on there? You're gonna find a lot of things on injuries. You're gonna find stuff on personal training, you're gonna find stuff on stress. Really, the goal here is to to fill knowledge gaps mm-hmm. that I've not seen covered in the industry. Because there are a lot of things that that I've discovered that I wish was out there, like when a lot of like even like through myself with some of the injuries I've been through, I wish there was something out there that I could have that could have gotten to that could have got accessed that would have made things a lot better. Like I one time I broke my neck in a surfing accident and I ended up having to do the rehab myself, which happened to entail a lot of stress management because all the anxiety I had was throwing my neck out of balance. It was actually making my neck worse. And I wish there had been some resources that that would have helped me. Cause I know there are people going through the same thing. And so my goal is to educate people, empower people, change, change their paradigms about training health and fitness and, and get away from some of those bad mainstream beliefs. Cause if we can get away from the mainstream stuff and, and focus more on what really matters and the real knowledge, then we're going to be a lot more power to be able to do more. Mm. And, and what's the big mission? I know you, you said it before and I read it in your article, but just to leave us off my, of that, what's the mission? My mission is to get 10 million people out of pain. And it's a big mission. I want to change the way injury treatment is done because I've had a lot of uh, bad experiences with physical therapists and chiropractors and a lot of practitioners who are supposed to know what they're doing. And I realized that the mainstream generally isn't that good and they're outdated. And there's really only, you only find like specific practitioners in each industry that are really on their stuff. And so what I want to do is I want to get more of that, that new, more recent modern information out there to the world so that people can digest that knowledge. There's too many great practitioners who are so obsessed with the practitioner aspect 
that they ne they're never good at marketing and thus their message never gets out. And so I'm honing down on the marketing too so I can be, so I can be versatile in that way. I can have both the expertise needed to, to give people real results and also have the, the ability to get the exposure to get that message out there so we can help the whole community and the whole world. I love that vision. All right, guys, I'm Blake. That's Dan Craft. We're here on Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, I love you. Go out there and be fly. Yes. Take care. Have a good one. Blah, blah, blah.